everyone, welcome to Luxury Convos episode 10. My name is Yeah, Tim. double digits. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And today we're going to be taking, uh, doing something a little different, it's more of a review session, and just going to like take back, um, go back to memory lane and just discuss you know, how this all started and talk about what we've observed, what we've learned, and hopefully what we would like to achieve down the line with this. How have you been, Uzo? I have been amazing. Um, it's the weather is getting better. I, I'm always. I usually feel cold easily, so I have a, a hoodie on usually. But it's been nice enough that I can walk around in a t-shirt and get out there, and uh, it, it's been good. And uh, I, I'm, I'm in a good place mentally, and um, I'm looking forward to this review. I binged a bunch of episodes um that we did and so i'm excited to get into it and chat and um you know catch up how are things have things been with you yeah for me it's been good uh, the weather has been amazing like you mentioned the fact i've been wearing shorts and i love wearing shorts so this is my kind of weather and t-shirts and i guess this is going to be the case till i guess september so we have like a good four or five months of you know sunshine and it's really exciting. Also, driving around the city, normally I'll put on the AC, but sometimes I like, you know, to get the to the heat into the car. So I've been winding down and all that. So I can't complain. But yeah, overall it's it's been it's been it's been good. So how about we let's you know, looking back at our conversations, this is the tenth one. And you know, I I I recall to when we started talking, it was I guess our main focus was our growth and also accountability as far as we doing what we're doing career wise or anything with or personal growth or anything in general that we're using to make ourselves better. And the idea was to keep tabs and we've discussed so many things from, I guess the first episode was pretty cool because it was very, you know, looking at our history and how we started in tech and what paths we've had to follow in life to get where we are right now. And we've also discussed things like cryptocurrencies, you know, tech careers, talk about business, about value propositions. And so for you, let me ask, what, what do you think has been your best episode or your most, your, or, or the most impactful ep- episode? That's an interesting question. Um, my girlfriend's friend asked me that over the weekend, um, and I, they just found out I was doing a podcast, and uh, they asked what my what episode I should recommend. I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, tough question, but um, in my listening, I liked the um, I I did like the generating good ideas one and inspiration. I I feel like a lot of the early episodes were my um, favorite ones, or maybe those are just the ones that I immediately remember. But um, we did, the conversations went in wider um, wider ranges. I remember doing some research on Ajinomoto and um, it, and we talked about like Tesla and like um, basically Elon Musk being like someone who doesn't give up and like what a good idea looks like um 
and the fact that many good ideas like the Wright brothers were not immediately recognized. So um, I think that was inspiring and good. So um, the generating good ideas episode, which I think is our second one, would would be one of my, my favorite episodes so far. Nice. For me, that's definitely one of them. I like the first one a lot because I felt that was... Me too. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot from that episode, especially, um, how do I put it? Learning about you, learn, learn, even discovering things about myself. And I feel I, I'm with you on the aspect of the first few episodes really made us do like deeper research into stuff. And I also actually like the producer mindset episode too, funny enough. I feel like we were able to push ourselves and think beyond um, like thinking about what a producer mindset entails. And so I think it was nice to see, I sent some screenshots of people who had posted things like create more, consume less. I thought, wow, did these guys just about episodes or no? Or did they just like have that same frame of mind? So it was pretty good experience. You tapped into the spirit. <laughs> there was some there was something in the atmosphere that you tapped into and we recorded it and you started seeing it everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. And um yeah. I think some episodes like the Pivot to Tech one, I think it was just if I'll be honest, it was just a way of finding something to talk about, but I still think it was good enough. I think it was more for people. I wouldn't say it was more for us per se, because we already in tech. It was more for people who would probably listen to this episode and would want to know how to get into the industry. The crypto one, I feel was very, I won't say one-sided, but I feel like in fact, I'll I'll get to crypto in a bit because there's some interesting news that has happened over mm-hmm. the week. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're aware, right? Am I aware? I I've heard some things, but uh, some 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 value changes for certain um, animal related coins. But um, that's, <laughs> that's that that's I I I'm on the outskirts of that network, so I don't really have as much info. Yeah, I I digress. Well, I'll, I'll probably fill you in towards the end. So yeah, I feel like the crypto one was cool, but I, I even for me, I'm I'm still, I'm a natural learner, so I wouldn't say like I'm a hundred percent. I wouldn't gonna tell someone to be like, oh, invest in this, invest in that, because I'm not a financial investor. But I just thought, well, it's in our space, it's in the tech space, so you know, why not give it a shot? So. But yeah, above all, I think the ones that tailor to, I guess, what we ultimately want to achieve. So I guess building businesses, creating value. I think those episodes were by far much more in reaching. Um, The only thing that would bring up is that, okay, so let me put it this way. If, If we were to continue much more recordings would you want us to stay in that line that is of like lines that have to do with entrepreneurship because i know we discussed wanting to discuss a wide array of things but ultimately what do you think should be the core focus going on so that i guess there's enough value between 
us being shared from this and then hopefully others can pick up on that too um i think you know what i've i've enjoyed the different directions or different focuses we've taken and talked about things um you mentioned the pivoting to tech in 2021 might not have been for us but um i find that um it, it like i think i mentioned i was job hunting and um it felt like a re-entry into tech and every time you're doing this you're sort of like diving into because tech is a wide enough pool that like if i wanted to do some machine learning stuff i would be looking for the pivot to machine learning tech side of things or if i was getting into cryptocurrency the pivot to tech advice for that would be relevant the point is that every new area you want to get into is like a little pivot in and of itself and so the idea of how you go about finding useful information for these topics uh, uh you know finding mentors and places to research and learn is useful to us it may not be immediately useful to us right now but every area we want to switch like you switch from doing action script development to doing um front end and in, in that in itself is a bit of a pivot so um i don't think that like i don't think that doesn't apply to us you you, you don't know what could come up next month and we'll now be like yep i need to do some research and something we said in that episode might be helpful for framing our mindset and um today i was um I wanted to see if it's possible to um the the there's something I wanted to monitor and um there's some animals going in and out of an area uh, some squirrels and I wanted to see is it possible to just like you know go on Facebook marketplace buy a cheap webcam plug it into a raspberry pi and monitor this and um I'm like okay but if I do that then I have like 24 hours of footage every day to watch to understand their patterns and I'm not really interested in doing that so maybe I want to do some motion detection or detect the image change and then you know like basically send an alert or send that footage to myself so that I can like more closely monitor their patterns or habits and I'm still and uh this is a lot of research and work and then like learning about like infrared cameras or like motion detection modules and things like that and it sort of tapped into the create more consume less i'm i'm sure i could buy something off the shelf mm. and and do this but then trying to think about how would you even um do the image detection is there like a library that i can leverage that is ready made or um what if i wasn't even going to do that what's the simplest way to go about doing this um i guess the point i'm making is that these topics may not um be though do, uh, they may not necessarily have an entrepreneurial bent the pivoting to tech was more from like um career mindset focus and right. the producer mindset create more consumerless was not necessarily about creating a business or a product you can sell but just in general creation and what i'm talking about is not like a scuro detection uh camera system that i plan on putting on the market just for myself and like also be able to push my technology and understanding 
Um, and I enjoy those. I enjoy the different areas. It may not be what my core interests might be, but I find that I there's enjoyment in exploring all these other different areas. So um, whether we do more entrepreneurial episodes or less in future, I find that just these conversations with you are valuable enough and interesting enough and applicable enough to different areas of life that I'm down for whichever twists and turns we are going to take. I mean, we did, this can pivot into a, a, a uh, a show on how to make the best pepper soup and i will still like mm-hmm. be in there chatting with you and be like right so these are this is where you buy your spices or this is how you season this and you leave it for days because i have lots of questions and i'll try it and fail and come back to you and learn so um whichever direction whatever is more comfortable i i feel lock screen conversations is it doesn't have to be squarely about um entrepreneurship or tech i mean right but because those are our interests i find that they will probably come up at some point or the other regardless of what we say the defined topic is yeah i mean that, that's that was a that was a great talk and i feel uh, I, I definitely agree with you on certain topics that Maybe at that point in time, it wasn't something I was looking out for, but over the course of time, I found a way to apply it. So, and a good example would be, I think, I think it was also the producer mindset one, because sometimes I think we we mix up being an entrepreneur for being a creator, and I feel like sometimes when you create things, you're not really thinking about making money off of it. Like sometimes you just want to build something for yourself and just hang it on your wall or something. I'd be like, yeah, I made that. So the macarons, that's definitely something I definitely want to learn eventually. But uh, I, I just like the idea that we are having active conversations, especially in this lockdown season where we are discovering new things about ourselves. So yes, we are tech people. Yes, we are entrepreneurs yes we are thinkers but there's so many other aspects of ourselves that we're discovering and i feel like these conversations are are helping in i guess finding out more about what we can do or what we should be doing and maybe how we can maximize our time better i think actually sorry there's uh this reminded me of something i saw recently there was a there's a there's a guy who's a vegan rapper that First off, that blew my mind. I didn't even know that was a concept. Um, but and this guy, when he what he did was he would make his he had an album and he would package seeds with this album uh, that you can plant and like he's trying to encourage people to like black people or people of our demographic to to get into gardening and growing our own foods and stuff like that. And um, he would uh, sell he would sell like his mixtape with seeds at his shows and he called it beats with beats it was cute and interesting and like um pandemic hit so he couldn't um he couldn't he, he couldn't host shows hold on you mean with like cds i don't know if it was cds or like if it was an mp3 file like on a on a memory stick and then he mm. gave you a packet of seeds with it i don't know okay. what yeah, um, I, I think in the article, I, I saw something about like pushing seeds as well as like something he said, like it's just 
you know what I mean? Like just trying mm-hmm. to urbanize, like urban gardeners, like black gardening or like that sort of thing. Like you listen to hip hop, doesn't mean you can't grow tomatoes and like lettuce and stuff. And like, here's some raps about that. And, you know, like, I, I, I really don't, he um like the concept of a vegan rapper like uh, like this, this is really so wild. like the the environment like the rap beef you know what i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> like like what do vegan like you so do vegan rappers like what do you what do you say when they have issues with somebody else like is, is it appropriate to say they have beef with someone like how do you even that's a corny joke but how do you yeah. have, <laughs> like they have leaves. <laughs> wow! Wow! So I, just, wow. I had nothing else to bring up. But... <laughs> wow! Like you know, <laughs> this is this is why we're not freestylers, you know. Um, but you know, it, it, it's part of it touched the um when I was when I heard that part of it like sort of like resonated with the fact that you're the producer and I you know I noticed that. maybe that stood out because when I was binging the episodes, I noticed the beat, the intro music or the music in the episodes were different per episode. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask if you were making these or if you were getting them from somewhere, um, what what are you doing? How how does that happen? Very good question. I'm I'm glad you asked that question. So I think, so when we started, I think the first two episodes are the same song. And what began to happen was I thought to myself, I have all this gear that I could use to create music on the fly. So why not just try a different episode of a different song per episode? And so that's what started happening. And so yes, you're, um, to answer your question, I, I, I have been creating a new song per episode, but it's not like it's not like I sit down and be like, okay, I'm only making one song. I might make like four or five songs on the fly and then pick the one I want eventually. And in this season, I've actually made, so my wife starts in a YouTube channel and actually created her intro song for her channel. And I think she also wants to do a different one for some interior shots. So it's definitely put me in that creative space, which is exciting for me. And I think I just want to continue doing this. And so going it's good that you mentioned that aspect because going into much more technical aspects, I know we discussed the audio quality recently. I think I definitely have to look into how we can make your, because right now the recordings, when we, when the recording is captured, I guess because my feed is directly to the microphone and your feed is coming in through the, uh, through the wireless connections and so it there might be some drop in quality but i think there's a software that can be used that would also make sure that your quality is still very good too so i'll look that up and i need to invest in a mic and so i apologize to everyone who has been listening so far about the quality i haven't listened so i didn't know until um i i, I started binging some episodes and wow um, <laughs> Mr. Frames' quality is so much better than mine. So <laughs> I need to step my own up. Like, I mean, okay, so I, I would step up to Tesla level, but at least I would get microphone level and we'll have parody and at least um, our conversations will be captured with good clarity for everyone. Um, yeah. 
I, I, I don't want to set a deadline when I'm doing this, but uh, he's told me which one he has and I need to set carve out a space and get this properly set up so that I can have nice audio quality for our conversations. So thank you for listening and sorry that I haven't stepped my, my own side up. Ah, no worries, bro. So let's get into some, I guess, some basic stats. So I'm looking through Anchor right now and I guess one of the good things about Anchor is it's owned by Spotify. So I guess most of the stats here are Spotify heavy. And um, okay, so I'm looking at all the episodes that I've put up so far. I would have put up the eight episodes. I haven't put up the one we did last time. And so the one with the highest number of listens is the first one. It has about 30 listens. And then from 30, it drops all the way down to seven, five, two for the fourth one, which is philosophies of, of success. Then building audiences has about six. Crypto one-on-one was eight. Pivoting to tech was five. And the producer mindset was five. So five listens. And then I'm going to go to the dashboard. And what I'm seeing here. So in total, about 68 plays. Um, audience geographic location. So Canada, US, Nigeria, Germany, and the UK. Most people use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor. And the age is between 23 to 27 and between 28 to 34. So I guess we can make what we can of that observation. But I feel, obviously, we haven't done promotions and stuff because that really wasn't the, wasn't the intent. It wasn't, uh, we were not trying to, I guess, reach a, a massive audience, but... I wasn't trying to reach any audience. Like, I haven't even shared this with anyone. It, but So for yeah. everyone who found this and heard about this and has checked it out, um, thank you, thank you so much really appreciate every one of your listens and um we uh thank you for coming on this journey with us i just wanted to throw that out there we really do appreciate you yep for sure i mean one one of the things that i find really interesting is so when i upload an episode without even sharing it anywhere some usually i upload episodes at night and by morning i see like one or two lists i'm like wow so it's either someone has subscribed already or I don't know. They just found out that this new episode out. So yeah, it's it's definitely worth mentioning. And we really do appreciate anyone that has taken time to listen to our ramblings and hopefully, hopefully it uh, it pays off. But you know, I feel that as with with, with all things, there's always gonna be there's always going to be a point for growth and growth could mean anything. Growth could be like, whether it's, I, I think we had a discussion one time about our audience. And I think we came to the conclusion that it's not so much about doing things just for our audience, but like, hopefully as we grow, our audience grows with us because, and, and I guess it's nice that we're in an, an organic feel as opposed to forcing people to say, Hey, this is my podcast. This is my podcast. Or do you still still have that? Um, do you still have that uh, frame of mind? Organic feel. You're starting to sound like the vegan rapper. <laughs> um, I am. Oh, 
<laughs> wow. I am completely okay with an organic growth of our um, thing. Uh, I, the, the, uh, the people who have listened to it, uh, it, it surprised me and they enjoyed what they heard. Um, my, um, my girlfriend's friend who, I, who, um, who found out about the recording uh, listened to it. Uh, she listened to the first episode and she really liked it. She told she we uh, she she gave me a, a bunch of good feedback and she told she said she enjoyed it a lot and I was quite surprised because she's not in tech, um, so I didn't expect that it was something she would appreciate. Um, and it it and that ended up being a conversation. Her her boyfriend listens to a lot of podcasts and. Um, I don't know if he ended up checking it out, but like that sort of um, someone finds this that, you know, if they enjoy it, great. If they don't enjoy it, that's also great. At least they give it a chance. And um, hopefully we are doing something that other people like. But even if they don't like it, I don't think I I want to stop these conversations because they're more um, helping me rethink or 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 get perspective about some stuff um with with the research with the um with, with just i guess even realizing i was thinking about this thing a while ago um is also motivation and like slight accountability paper trail type of thing this is it's any different than or this is not much different than writing a blog post every week about like thoughts and stuff and so um i find it's good accountability and if it produces entertainment for others that works for me as well i'm happy with it i think what i've experienced in life is that sometimes i guess because we live in this social media age we get so focused on numbers but sometimes i could have like a blog post that i wasn't really trying to promote anything and then someone tells me you know your post really helped me in finding out what to do about my, about my, about my career and could just that one person and that for me speaks volumes than just having so many subscribers sometimes because you could have that many people listening to you or reading your blog post but they don't really interact with you they're not really engaging in what you're saying and then you find yourself being almost like a slave to just that way of thinking as opposed to being free-minded and being using this as a point as an opportunity to grow speaking of growth so i was listening to uh a guy uh, he's a bit controversial also his name is uh, kevin samuels I don't know if you heard about him. And he's this guy that uh, he talks a lot about. Well, his biggest criticism is how he talks to Black women about how about relationships. And he does the same thing to men. But most of his criticisms come from Black women saying that he's very obnoxious and rude. Anyway, that's beside the point. He was talking about... Sir, what do you say his name is? Kevin Samuels. Okay. So he stated that he had been doing YouTube videos for about three years in a row and had like like this flat line growth. I think even five years, I'm not sure. But then one day he had one viral content and then boom, it's like hockey stick. So, and I thought that was very interesting. Now, 
not that I'm necessarily saying that I'm looking for like a hockey stick episode that, you know, we like, okay, when are we getting that episode that's going to go viral? My question is, if that happened, let's say one day we recorded, just like we're doing right now, we're recording, and then we wake up and it's like, bro, there's like 2,000 people that listen to this episode. What, what the heck happened? What would your reaction be like? <laughs> um, I I wouldn't even know how to react. I um, I don't know that I'm, I'm big on fame. Like, I'll just be quiet and like... <laughs> I, I I don't really know. I <laughs> I have no idea what to expect or how to how I'd react to that. Um, I, I, mean, I I would sorry. I'd be grateful for the listens, but like I don't know that I want to engage it and try and figure out how to do that again. Um, yeah, because in in the same way, like I've had um, I've had vi- uh, posts that have gone viral on Twitter, and it's like while that was like an exciting feel and like just seeing the notifications coming and like engaging people, I wasn't like, Oh, I guess I better start writing jokes now. So that, you know, like this, is, this is my audience or this is what I'm trying to nurture and get followers this way. So um, it's nice if it happens, but I don't know that I will be deeply exploring that to. Right. Yeah. To my, to, to recreate that effect. Um, if if I keep doing what I'm doing and it happens again, great. But otherwise, I don't know that I'm going to drastically change. You hear that, bro? What about you? If if you if you woke up and like you saw an episode had blown up, or you um, or or let let me put it this way: let's say you woke up and on your um, I don't know if you read any newsletters or are, have an RSS feed or something, yeah, but that on the top. Yeah, and one of the places channels you imagine you wake up one morning and DHH has tweeted about an episode we made. What would you do? Hmm. That's a good question. So I'm gonna be honest. So there's the somewhat capitalist part of me that wants to be like, how am I going to maximize this? And there's the other part of me that's more investigative and will ask why. And I'm not sure which one is going to be in control that day. Probably both. And I'm going to be honest because I feel that, hmm, I don't think I would change much as far as how we record. I do think that eventually our recordings would naturally get better and be more um, and just improve over time. But I'm not sure that I would want to tailor it to just that. It, one experience because my effect i think my thing will be what about that episode caught his attention i think that will be a good question and if it is something that i feel that is worth investigating properly maybe i might listen to you like five more times and be like okay i can see why the next episode then i might try it again and if it works like maybe we get more feedback that I know that there's a hook somewhere, but then now the question now becomes, is this what we should be doing from now? Because now that becomes an audience question or we just stick to what we're doing. So it's really hard to say. I want to know for sure is I think I just want to, I think for me, the core thing is making sure that however we're doing this, we are growing respective of whether or not there's an audience or, or not that 
Tunji and Uzo are able to say, we're, we're growing through this, we're getting better through this. And that for me is paramount. But definitely I wouldn't complain if DHH or, or guy Elon Musk says, yo, check out these guys. I'm like, what? So, you know. I, uh, I, would, I, I would like to take back my answer based on yours. Um, if Michelle Obama tweets about luxury combos, like that's going on my resume. Like I'll delete live, live. <laughs> everything else. I'm like, like, like you don't even need to know my background or skill set. I'm like, listen, Michelle Obama tweeted about what my, my podcast. That's all you need to know. Listen, Are you hiring me or not? Like, listen, that will be like, that's like five-star props. You take it to the bank. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, no, fame, fame will change the way I I react to some of these things. Like, I mean, I guess um, there's uh, I I hadn't really thought about it, but after you said it, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like, I I can't like that's something that that's a high point in something. Like when a, when we're recording or preparing, we didn't expect or anticipate mm-hmm. that, and when that happens, it just feels good to. Um, it feels good to know that your work has been appreciated in the same way when um, my girlfriend's friend said she listened to it and she liked it. Like I was completely surprised because I hadn't even listened to any of the episodes at that point. And it's like, why would you even do this? But thank you for doing this. And I'm glad you liked it. What did you like about it? And we, we talked about it for like 10, 20 minutes. And like, Mm. she asked if we were like, planning on monetizing or like how like a bunch of different questions and i'm just like wow like you were interested enough to do this um thank you and of course like just the the way i felt in that conversation was good so i can imagine if it's like someone that is with a bigger audience with Mm -hmm. more influence and stuff like that i i can only imagine that the level of excitement would have would uh scale up as well i'll tell you what though i do think there is an opportunity and this space that hasn't been filled yet and i'll describe that space to you it's the because i listen listen to a lot of podcasts but i haven't seen someone from our background talking about the things that we talk about so, and so when I say background, I'm talking about us being Nigerian, us being African, us being in the diaspora in Canada. And so, and we have lived experiences. I mean, you're literally, those one fence dividing our houses growing up. So, you know, we've shared so many. One fence with broken bottles. On the top. Yes. <laughs> That's that's some real that North Americans can't understand. In fact, way way over their heads. This is leave it alone for them. But yeah, broken bottles and a huge maybe what ten feet, ten foot fence. I don't know, but it was pretty huge. I just I mean we're kids also, so it was hard to tell the height. But yeah, so that lived experience of you know growing up in Nigeria. You obviously came to Canada ten years before I did, and so, but. Um, we we both traveled, I guess, during summer and all that kind of stuff. And being in Canada, being diaspora, and talking about you know the tech space, entrepreneurship, I I'm actually looking forward to see if we could. And again, this isn't like to force it, but there could be an opportunity to be influencers in that space 
where we bring, you know, the experiences from these two worlds and we talk about things that people just be like, you know, these guys, when they talk about this, I, I can relate with them. I understand what they're talking about. And there was one time, you know, I, I think I brought up a an episode idea called the immigrant story or something like that. And I guess the whole idea was like when people come to Canada, the US or whatever from their home countries, you know, they, we all come with a dream, whether it's to you know, have a family, a better life, economic reasons mostly. So just like a way of discussing these experiences, but I find that I haven't really in that space, I haven't seen anyone talk about it maybe the way I want to talk about it. And so there could be a chance. What's that, what's the way you want to talk about it? I'm kind of curious. Um, Late on me. Oh, like we were doing now, like the things we're talking about, like I haven't seen, I haven't, there's no podcast I can pinpoint and be like, this sounds like the things we're talking about. That's essentially what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but I feel like some of these things just take time to pick on. And I feel that when, so like obviously when you, when I especially listen to podcasts, I was listening to people who I guess were born this part of the world, grew up here, and I guess learning from them. And I think what happens over time is you learn so much and then you now begin to apply it to yourself. And if you've made a bit of progress in your own life, you now begin to like share these experiences. And so hopefully another person can can hear of it and go with it too. So I I think that it's, it might take some time to before we actually come I in. Mean, we're already seeing the effects of the recordings in our lives already. But I feel like there's going to get to a point where if we're just consistent this way, that we'll be like, oh, wow, we didn't see this coming. And so but I think that's, just a part of the growth process. And I think, again, just filling, filling that niche, that niche that I think hasn't been filled yet, or it's about to be filled with hopefully what, what we're doing. I don't know that we need to find a specific new niche. I think I, I like to think of it as our flavor and our take on things. Um, you in an earlier episode you mentioned something about like uh uh like soup and different ingredients coming together and um rather than the podcast being extremely focused on that this is um different topics different angles different things from the perspective of these people who had these ingredients in their background and so we could have an episode where we're talking about music and coming from a completely different perspective and background like for than others and like uh, we grew up with different music there's there's a bunch of times um people would mention like a tv show or something and i have to remind them that i did i wasn't in canada at that point in time and so that wasn't part of my formative um ingredient so to speak and um there's times where i I don't know where I can't remember which Nigerian artist it is, but like uh, they've gotten like a bunch of fame in North America, and I would hear uh, my girlfriend or someone listening to the music, and I'm like, wait, that is a Nigerian artist. Like, how do you even know this? It's like, oh, it's tough for like, uh, Burna Boy. I think it's Burna Boy, but I'm not entirely sure. Like, um, 
<laughs> yeah, but it, it's just like little things like that. These are now the ingredients that are coming into like the world's mainstream, and like we do. Um, maybe maybe there's something to be said for niching down and finding that finding that little community and working there and growing um, this thing. But I think also the diversity of our experience lets us talk about and approach different topics with our own unique perspective and um there's like i've seen uh there's a cooking show or cooking documentary on netflix i saw and the guy who did it is not a chef himself he doesn't do any cooking he just travels to different places in italy and has friends that take him to restaurants and like he talks about that experience and put together um the show on it um i i'm trying to remember where i've seen him i think he's like the assistant in in devil wars prada i don't remember his real name um but he he had this cooking show and like he's not a chef but he comes with his own background and experience of someone who was interested in the culture but doesn't have the cooking um background and he would then talk to the experts and then they would share it but based like it the way two chefs would talk to each other is completely different from the way a chef would talk to someone who doesn't really know the field and so it felt like they broke down a lot of concepts more and um, i was able to follow it interestingly enough they would talk about like um bread making and then when the bread goes there's something that happens like bread goes stale and typically people used to throw that away but um in some italian regions they use that as they take that and then they use that as some ingredient in the soup um, so that that way they're repurposing the old bread and i'm like oh that's cool like i never even thought of that like when you're like if you buy a baguette and it gets hard and dry that you can just break that up and crumble it into soup. Like, isn't that essentially what croutons are? But like, it didn't cross my mind until, you know, they explained this and they may never have explained it if they were talking to another chef in that level. But now I gained something from that conversation with someone who is not an expert. So I guess the, uh, what, I guess what I am trying to say is we don't, we may not need to find that niche we just talk about our own flavor and it could appeal to different people. The other example I like to use is um, my, my girlfriend is not African. And so there's a bunch of things that I'll try and introduce her to. My mom sent me chin chin uh, the other day and I gave her some and she really liked it. And, I, and that's, that's just weird to me because like with all the snacks and interesting things that are here, in North America, is chin chin you want to eat? Like, really? <laughs> like, something that I. Chin chin vibes now. We, we, no, we, but. We know this. It is, it is but that's I, like in my head. It's but like, you're used to it, I guess. It. Exactly. Thank you. We grew up with it. Like, now, like, if you put chin chin and like a bag of potato chips or Oreos or some other like snack, I'm like, obviously go for the nicer snack. But for them, it's something completely different. And uh, she tried a suya wrap the other day. She liked it. Um, she's tried a bunch or of get different grill. Yes, get grill. So she's oh. tried get grill. Um, she liked it. It was super spicy for her. And I, I felt a little sorry for <laughs> did, Oh, did you know that suya spice has peanuts in it? You're joking. I'm joking that I that 
it's like, is this common information that I didn't know about or that I had just, no idea? I didn't know either. And guess what? Homegirl is allergic to peanuts. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, I'm I'm glad that um she did not have an allergic reaction, and I'm not entirely sure what happened. Maybe she's outgrown her allergy and she didn't realize it. But um, it turns out that a major ingredient in soya spice is peanuts, and I like it. It blew it blew my mind when I discovered it because I'm like, how is this even possible? Because you don't even taste groundnut, peanut, mm-hmm. any type of anything in it. Like, what am I missing here? But um, that is, yes. And it turns out that there's a Filipino spice that's pretty similar. And they, you know, but you can taste the peanut in it more. But um, that's a a good trivia question, by the way. Thanks for thanks for that insight. uh, Are you are you hosting a trivia game show? Like, (laughs) Uh, you never know. You never know. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, that is. you wouldn't like know or like it was when I was researching what was in it for her to tell because I mean I eat it all the time but like I don't know what's in it I'm just like it's Suya what do you what do you want to know but then is it and I'm digging into the like doing research and digging in and there's like peanut powder I'm like what oh my god (laughs) so um this is different it's amazing how many things we, we take for granted like you said we just we know it as pepper soup spice or Suya spice but we don't really know the ingredients because if we grew up with these things and never really care to ask, I guess. Right. And that's, uh, that's the similar thing with the two chefs talking versus a chef talking to someone who is not in food. And this is like Nigerian food. We're talking about it and we'll just talk, you know, Oh, suya, Oh, uh, this, Oh, pepper soup. But then someone who's not from that will then be like, what's in pepper soup. And you now have to like sit back and think is like, what type of pepper is it? I don't know. It's just pepper, you know, and it's like, well, there's different types of pepper. Um, how hot is it? And like, you know, like trying to get them that information makes us introspective and dig deeper. So um, I think our different perspectives allow us to dig deep into different topics we face. And we right. may not necessarily need to find a niche audience. We can just find something that is interesting to people and then talk about it and our backgrounds and our different ingredients in our lives will maybe surface new things and so we could talk about nfts and talk about them in a way that might interest the wider audience that um yeah just just wanted to put that out there yeah appreciate that i think honestly i think we are already as niche as it as it gets you know, with especially with the kind of conversations that we're having. And I, for one, I'm totally fine with that because I don't feel like I'm forcing anything. I don't feel like I'm trying to be something other than myself. You know, it just feels natural. And so, and I'm, above all, I know that for me, it's it's made me much more accountable. And even if, let's say, I have like eight tasks to do this coming week, let's say I do six of them i know that yes you know i, I set out so i i went out of my way to do them because you know these things just keep me accountable so yeah i really i really kind of feel like we are already niche as it stands and i'm just looking forward to the growth honestly like i just i'm looking forward to and i say growth like growth in our in our personal lives and hopefully our finances our careers whatever we choose to do and i think that would play a, a major part um 
play a major part in 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 our, our journey. The one thing I was also going to bring up was I really like the episode that we talked about the the lock screen guy, which is I guess what inspired this conversation. Who you know you you brought him up who had been building all these game engines. Crypto punks. Right, right. No, it wasn't crypto punks. The crypto punks people were the ones who built uh, the um, the Motorola, uh, the sidekick. No, no, no. I meant building the, No, I meant the, the game engine one. The guy, Hiroku, who was oh, building game right, engines. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Wait. And, okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah, he was building game engines, and then he went out. Uh, he now decided to build this game for date nights, and that became way more popular than all the right um sophisticated things he was building and i think what that has done for me is i think what i've learned is that prior to this recordings these recordings if i had those kind of simplistic ideas i'd have put them in the trash but right now i actually have like a little notebook where I have these simple ideas that I feel like I can crack out in like a week or so and be like, you just never know. You just, it's the most, it's sometimes the simplest things that you look down on that can be, that become something that everyone talks about. And so I think that's also something that I've gotten from these, from these recordings is that you just never really know. You might be thinking about some large scale thing Whereas it's something very simple like a date night game that could be much more beneficial in the end. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if I've learned my lesson. I was still talking about squirrel detection on camera system. But, but, uh, you know, but, but you know you're special now. Like that's, I think you, I feel like you're, you're wired to like, for how I put this, like you, you're very introspective in these things. And so, but honestly speaking, if you build that, I'd actually want to see that though. I I would I definitely very interested in it. And like I think um I something I read was that there's a lot of waste with devices and um things that are made and essentially thrown away. So like um TVs these days are cheap enough that like or air coach cheap enough that if something goes wrong with the TV, the usual recourse of people is to go buy another TV rather than open up the back and fix it or, you know, that sort of stuff. And um, this means there's a lot of electronic waste with devices um, being thrown away. And it kind of makes me sad a little, but it also, I mean, maybe a lot, but it also opens up my eyes to some opportunities where like you can scar around and see like, um thing uh, electronics that people are throwing away and maybe you can take them and repurpose them for something else or do something else with them like maybe just hack them a little and do something with it and maybe that was kind of where my mind was going maybe i could just find like a used old webcam um find like maybe something and just like wire up a little toy together that will um it may not be the best to, uh, detection mechanism for this thing, but I'll have a lot of fun trying and putting together a solution. Um, so I guess the the saddening waste is also an opportunity to experiment and do stuff. And um, 
that you know might be something fulfilling and it may not ever serve more than one person or one purpose but um there's a lot that even just the little research i was doing i learned about um like i learned about um a lot of motion detection is not available through glass uh, like if you had to do it through a window from inside the house outwards um, a lot of systems don't work for certain reasons and um it, it, it just like you know part of the trivia like you just accumulate a bunch of little bits of information and then one mm. day it becomes useful somewhere where you don't expect it um and so i think maybe finding these little projects to take on and try and put together something is other ways of expanding your knowledge and stepping out of your comfort zone yeah i i did have something i was going to talk about and i i guess i was going to call it the the gift and the curse of SaaS. For me, that's for another day. But uh, I I feel, I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is the desire to create shouldn't, should not be reduced for our desire to make money. And I say that because I feel that when, at least in my experience, whenever I've thought about money so much, it does play a part in my creativity and how I'm able to build things. But I'm just learning that, look, as long as you're creating something and you're doing it often, eventually, you know, the fortunes or whatever will flow. But I don't want, I don't want that to always be my main focus. But again, like, I guess that's a topic we can expand on another day. Um, any final thoughts, by the way? I think today was just more about, uh, just our review and you know, seeing where actually one question though do you think at some point we'll ever do like videos because i've seen some people who do like in-person videos do you ever think we'll ever get a chance to get to that point or maybe not uh maybe we can i'm i'm very camera shy i i usually don't take pictures and stuff like that um but i'm totally i mean we're in the era of zoom and uh we are, we've been physically distanced in by we I mean as a society and so we're all searching for new ways to uh, bridge that gap so to speak and um, video right. has been one of the methods and so um, it, it it's out of my comfort zone I've had to do a bunch of them for these uh, job interview things but um, maybe it's super useful to uh, continue stepping out of my comfort zone and maybe try a video recording one um, and, and see how that goes. I'm down to experiment and try it. Um, oh, what, what, I, what I actually meant was like like actually in person, like physical recording. That's what I was referring to. Oh, like, uh, so we meet up and then we record in person. Yeah. The Okay, that's interesting. So there will be, yeah. it, it's not very different from being our own small production um right right media production thing huh yeah okay but, but i guess that i mean i was like that's that's conversation for you know i guess another time if necessary well yeah i mean people are getting vaccines so like it's it's becoming mm. more 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 acceptable to meet up in person again and so maybe we could celebrate and try that and um you know um me like 
we we could even yeah it, it, it sounds like an interesting way to explore and, and try a new thing and yeah you, you said your your partner is starting a, a youtube channel so this gives some production experience for mm-hmm. you and like some techniques we can figure out or or transfer between um projects i, I would actually send you an example of what i'm referring to like a there's a podcast i listen to i'll send you a link afterwards to give you a picture of what i'm referring to so i am down and if that means that i'm one step closer to getting pepper soup then yeah totally (laughs) sign me up for it sign me up for it no wahala no wahala anyway bro this has been nice talking to you and you know just hoping just for the best much more growth and just uh we just been able to continue to get better at everything we're doing and yeah till next time lock string combos peace out mr frames all right you too